Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's good news for you, party people. Because there's a new big booty mix of Volume 24 out. The NCAA is giving you $600. Sorry, EA is giving you $600. And, and now that's what I call music. Eighty nine came out in oh, January. God, <laughs> I mean that's it's a good thing to know. There was a what was I know you didn't look, but what was on that disc? I didn't look. What we do you think was on that disc? I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's just all the top hits, you know, right? That. Which oh. is always always my wonder of why they make it. Also, to still be making it, clearly someone's buying it. I think it's like a thing now. I'm wondering if you can actually get it in a disc form. Because are they, I, I would say, are they going to be the last physical CD you can buy? I know of people who, like, now it's become a thing they just collect. They're collecting now? That's what I call music? They were. I don't know if they still are. But they I were. Seek help, you know? There's you not... Know? There's not... It's almost into that meme of like, you know, some if I people ever want just the... need a hobby, you know, then sometimes that's it's just collecting shit. I mean, that's fair, but collect something better. <laughs> there's there's part of me that, you know, the meme. What if of, I told uh, you they also collect Pez? I, I, the same logic applies. Because here's the thing. Now, I'll, old people, here, man. first off, here's the thing. I was I assume when you say collect Pez, you mean the dispensers. Yes. Because if you meant the hard candy. <laughs> yeah, that's like. I got a lot of problems. Yeah, there's questions there. And are the dispensers still in the package? Or are they all lined on a shelf out of package? Depends. No, Pez. It depends on the Pez. Anyway. There's thousands. There are so many. It's a whole thing. I didn't know how deep it went. And then, like, different it, countries got different ones. Yeah, it just goes deeper. It goes real deep. It's like the people that, do, that still have the, uh, you want to, let's have a throwback of old things, shall we? Yeah. The Disney cups? Yeah. I saw some of those the other day. Um, went to a thrift store. Oh, 100%. That makes sense. Yep. I bought some books from that thrift store. Smucker's jars? Smucker's jars, yeah. Remember the ones that were wider at the bottom and then kind of got narrow? Uh-huh. They had, like, art on them? Uh, yep. You just go to a thrift store sometimes. It's like this really you and I, you and I would have a, I you've already been, but you and I would just have a moment of like, look what I find. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. So I was like, Ooh. it would be unbelievably annoying Ooh. for anybody else because it would just be me going. 
<laughs> just holding up random whistling yeah. and holding up things and you're going like oh yeah that's uh, a thing <laughs> but we're not buying anything we're just looking <laughs> yeah, at old things yeah. holy shit I can't believe they have this anyway <laughs> yeah Gamer Sue Podcast your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that piques our interest like thrift stores thrift stores um I don't know I mean baseball um, oh, starting, we're, we're starting soon. I get to watch Formula Yankees One. Tomorrow. Starting soon next week. Yep, first race. Room, room. Uh, you know, life is looking up. I don't know. That's a bold statement. Yeah, it's <clears> pushing <throat> things. But how about some new releases? New releases, like Bandle Tale, illegal. More Le- things I won't play. Continue. <laughs> Bandle Tale, a League of Legends story for PC and Switch. Number two, Last Epoch for PC. Number three, Pentiment made its way to the Switch. Whoa. Sons of the Forest officially went 1.0. That's dope. Nightingale is officially out. Okay. Pacific Drive is out. I've heard good things about that. And Skull and Bones is out. <sighs> we, we, we'll talk about that later. I've not seen anyone playing it. Uh, Every tweet I see is by somebody I've never heard of, never followed, and it's like them ripping like a part of something or whatever. Yeah. Uh I've heard that Pacific Drive is interesting. It looked interesting when they announced it. Mm. But I'm curious how that and Nightingale, not the same, not similar games, but like they're technically two indier titles. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they'll do in the wake of a lot of triple A's that have been around for a while now that are still kind of yeah. still kind of doing pretty well. I mean Helldivers exists. Do you know how much Nightingale is? Because uh, I'm pretty sure Pacific Drive is uh, not full price game. I think it might be cheaper. $20, Nightingale's $30. Yeah. What is up with this? We've had a trend recently of of like, not that Nightingale is good or, good or bad, but I've heard, I've heard good things about Pacific Drive from people. Mm-hmm. Um. There seems to have been a trend lately, and if you take it into account like Hell Hell Divers too, of of good games that are not full price. So, well, good games that are not full price hitting mainstream. Look at you just take that fucking right away from me. So take the wind out of the sails. Can't yeah. let him get. Can't let him rev up this fucking early in the podcast. <laughs> the, the moment he hears me drawing a breath, he goes, "And I actually meant." <laughs> I'm like, all right, I gotta fucking get my razor out and start splitting hairs over here. Oh, let, me, let me just do this before he even gets a chance. Uh, uh, no, but it, you're right. It's. I think somebody who fucking quoted it. I can't give it to one credit source because I think a lot of people were saying it. Mm-hmm. But it was when Skull and Bones was coming out, right? And it's yeah. $70. And it's like, hey, you could buy yourself some Taco Bell, Pal World, and Helldivers and have a night. If that, not a month. You, that, those could last you a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, those could last you a long time. Or you could buy shit from Ubisoft. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And Helldivers is a shit ton of fun. Eventually. Wouldn't know. You will dive hell with <laughs> us. I love the passive aggressive uh like um gifts that you've been sending through Twitter. They're not passive aggressive. I know, but they're like 
they're fully aggressive. The only aggressive. the only thing that we stopped short of is Dewey and I have been texting on the side mm-hmm. of like if if he's I think it was like Thursday night he's like hey I'm gonna probably be playing for like two hours if you want to hop in before I go to D and D and I was like dude I'm not even gonna be home before you go to D and D like don't yeah. worry about it uh he's like yeah we gotta get match play I was like yeah he's like you can't force him to download it and I'm like are you fucking telling me brother don't worry about it I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna go attack him yet I'm just gonna let him I'm gonna let him live let him simmer uh. I was like he knows I don't have to tell him he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be a matter of when the stars align mm-hmm. and the sun is in the third house, then then he will arrive, like the chosen one upon the unicorn's back. We will see him, <laughs> and then I'll immediately die. Yeah, we will. <laughs> it'll be the glory. It'll be like uh, you know, we'll we'll be out there in the battlefield. We'll see him spawn in, shot in the face immediately, and we'll respawn him again. <laughs> Like, oh, Matt's here. You can finally just... <laughs> okay, bring him back. I got ads. All right, you want to do odds or evens? I'm going to go... I'm going to assume odds since you... I don't know. I just... I'm assuming. You know what I'm tempted to do now. <laughs> yeah. The fuck it all up. so tempted to fuck this whole thing up. But I'm going to do odds. Okay. Number one. EA has offered more than 11,000 college football players $600 U.S. to appear in EA College Sports Football 25. That's... you Do whatever the fuck you want with the order of that. <laughs> As reported by ESPN, the games firm has begun sending contracts to 134 schools in the Division I Football Bowl subdivision of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. Oh, man. You fucking spelled everything out. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't just say the D1 FBS of the NCAA. Up to 85 players per school can be included in the game. Athletes have the option to opt in for their name, image, and likeness to appear in the game. With the option to opt out of future additions. Those who decide to remain in the franchise will be paid annually. While those who leave will be compensated while they remain on the roster. Thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. So I have one quick one. Initially, I want to say six hundred dollars seems low. Yes. Okay. Then you do the math. That's a lot of money. And you go. It is technically a lot of money. Yeah. It's and they're treating every they're treating everybody's likeness the same. Yes. So it's probably not that bad. You know, it it seems like an okay deal, but I don't know the full legal part. So maybe it's maybe there's some shady something somewhere, right? The other thing, and this is just more of a nuanced thing, is I believe Delaware next year becomes the 135th team in the FBS and is not included in this because they're not there yet. Mm. So like when college football season starts in August, they fall into that. When the game comes out in August or July or whatever, they're not part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so none of their players can get the money. <laughs> nice. Maybe they'll maybe it'll be like a DLC or something. And they're like, I yeah, get it. We added Delaware. We added <laughs> we added something. So yeah, there's there's a. I was that was my one curious thing of like how are they going to work with paying people? And I don't know what the. You know, I I'm not good at math, but we assume. And do the math. 
Do you, do you want me to do it? Nope. Will you talk? It. Okay. I'm doing it. I like numbers. Sometimes. Numbers make me happy. When skies are gray. 6834000 dollars. Whoa. If 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 all eighty five from all one hundred and thirty four schools showed up. Okay. Alright. So, you know that makes sense. So not too much to sneeze at. Wow. Big yawn just hit me right in the fucking mouth hole. They could also probably get away with a weekend's worth of ultimate team sales and pay for that though. So maybe up it a little bit, you know? Yeah. I was going to say six, six point eight, six point nine. So let's at least at a thousand. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a weird one. It's like, what's on the cover. Cause you have cover athletes. Then it's like, do you pay them the same amount? What if they don't? That's normally they do, but yeah, like... that's kind of the thing. I feel like you can't put players on the cover then. I think when they've done cover athletes before for college football, it was Heisman winners. Mm. And I don't know how that works if they do. I'd have to, I'd have to look at them historically. And I don't remember because the last one was in 2014. If they did the Heisman winner and then that Heisman winner went into the NFL like that same year. So they put them on as the winner from last year, but they're not in the game. So they only paid for that one. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's had some weird thing going on. It'll be. They just we listen. We just got to make sure mascot mode is back in the game. Yeah, for sure. All right, number two, a team of game developers who have worked on various AAA titles such as Mass Effect, The Witcher, and Doom Eternal have unveiled Fun Dog Studios. The studio is a minority-led and completely employee-owned game developer. Fun Dog Studios will be overseen by CEO and creative director Miles Williams. Williams' experience includes four years of experience as a senior concept artist and game writer at Adhesive Games. He's also worked as art director and senior concept artist on titles such as Horizon Zero Dawn and Star Citizen. I mean, they're pretty. Uh, Williams said, quote, We've worked on some of the most successful games ever and missed the days when the industry flourished with new experimentation, new stories, new gameplay, and new voices. So we formed our own company where we could be free to do that, end quote. Its debut title is The Forever Winter, a tactical survival horror game. Fun Dog Studios has not announced a release window. Is it funny that every studio in the last four years that has been formed Mm -hmm. says the same thing in their opening statement? It's the same thing, and it's like... The industry's gotten too stale, so we... The people that were part of the industry going stale have formed a new studio to do something entirely not stale. And they all come from the same developers. Yeah. Have you heard of Bioware? I was there, and I'm going to do this I was now. there when it was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like every, every one of them says the same thing. Yeah, I do. Oh, we hope to do something different in a space that's gotten stale and unimaginative. And then there's me going... I can show you a lot of indie games that have have done a lot of different things recently. Pal World showed up and took the world by storm. Helldivers, like, yeah. Yaxa like a <clears throat> dragon. 
I mean, it's AAA, <sighs> but it's that's a pretty a lot of different things going on. Type We're of going game. through the era where everyone thinks they have the answer. You know, you want to know what's nice about that, though? What? I do. Okay. He's got the answer. Call, Home studio. Call me Eve Gimmo. Oh, no. I will give you the answer you seek, but not the one you deserve. What? No. I'll give you the one you deserve, not the one you seek. <laughs> I will not tell you everything will be okay. <laughs> because it will not. Where is beyond where is beyond good and evil too? <laughs> so you need to resign. No. <laughs> so I got good news. You're gonna live in a villa in France. The bad news is under protection. <laughs> yeah. Uh have you heard of house arrest? You're not allowed to leave. Number three, a cohort. Now, all right. I'm gonna stop. All right. Isn't a cohort normally associated, like the word, with bad people? A uh, cohort is, um, I thought or it was like it a just, military thing initially. Is it just a group of people? A group of people with a shared characteristic. Okay. So that gets used all, all against bad people a lot for me to think that then. Yeah, right. I mean. They you, could just be a, either you and your cohorts. Which does that even make sense? You and your cohorts. That Plural makes sense. Of cohorts. You and your cohort. No, would it, it just be you and your cohort? It would be you and your cohort. And then you kind of gesture wildly to everybody that's standing around them. Anyway, also it can be used as a verb to cohort. Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> Is there a sentence? <laughs> uh, in the plan, elementary students will be cohorted. Or placed in an assigned class. That's the example sentence. Interesting. Well, anyway. A cohort of Swedish gaming professionals have unveiled Cult of the North, a new games studio. CEO Adam Schaub and Chief Chief Product. Wow, I can't. (laughs) Schaub really fucked you up. I really wanted to start doing a lot of things. Wait. (laughs) It fucked you up. And then as you were reading and you're messing things up, I like... I also mentally was, so I think there's something with (laughs) that name that's just like... CEO Adam Schaub and Chief Product Officer Marcus Jacob will oversee the game maker. Schaub's work history includes a prior role as Europe Vice President and General Manager at Mythical Games. I thought that was going to end and he was just Europe's Vice President. (laughs) Which would also be cool. (laughs) Uh... Just all of Europe. He also had a three-year stint as vice president of creative production at King. Meanwhile, Jacob brings career experience that includes working at Embark Studios as chief commercial officer. He also served as senior vice president of Candy Crush and its business performance at King. Cult of the North is currently working on its first title, Project Gundolf, a player-versus-player-focused game. It's <laughs> slated to be released on PC next year. All right, I immediately got a mental image. <laughs> Tell me it's the same as mine. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I mean, I'm assuming like it's a wizards, aka Gandalf, with guns. I'm assuming a staff in one hand and a Glock in the other. Perfect. Ye shall not pass. Now hand me my forty. <laughs> uh, heavy hitters, though. King, basically creative, creative production. Uh, yeah, two of the King. leading roles at King. Yeah, who rake money in. They do. The King King does, and Candy Crush does as well. Well, I mean, one and the same, right? Yeah. Name another thing a king. 
Oh, a Candy Crush spinoff? Weird. <laughs> the, uh... It's a little bit of that Shadow Wizard money gang. We love casting spells <laughs> and shooting guns. <laughs> I also, I'm picturing... What happened to that game that was uh, Squirrel with a Gun? I think it's still in like the tech demo because okay. Squirrel with a Gun was happening at the same time that Dinosaur with a Blade was happening. Okay. So, at this point, we're just saying noun with adjective, noun with other noun, mm-hmm. doing verbs. Um, The... I'm picturing like all of those. <laughs> I'm just picturing a bunch of wizard memes now, just with guns. Dude stoned up. Gandalf rolling in. You rewrite Fast and Furious, but it's Gandalf and the and the Hobbits. <laughs> okay, that'd be interesting. Gandalf is Dom Toretto. Walking into Bilbo, going, "It's all about family." And then he throws out the duffel bag because clearly in this moment, Gandalf is wearing a full black Adidas tracksuit. I thought we were going to go with a beater. Nope. That's underneath the tracksuit okay. jacket that you can see because he's got a little bit of chest hair coming out just above the beater. <clears throat> and he's gray, still got, obviously. yeah, obviously gray. And he still has a full wizard hat on. Mm. But the rest of him is a tracksuit, yeah. an Adidas yeah. tracksuit. And he pulls out the duffel bag, throws it on the middle of the table during dinner. And Bill will get, you know, curious, like, what's in there? And he goes, what we need. And he unzips it, and it's just guns. We're going to Mordor, and we're going straight through the fucking front gate. <laughs> and then the next scene is them all in a flying V of chargers. <laughs> <laughs> like a like top gear going through the desert, just a full V of vehicles straight towards the wall. <laughs> There you go, parody film. Nailed it. Michael Bay. It's yeah. free money. Free money. All right, number four. Xbox Game Studios has announced that it will be publishing four titles on the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 hey, and 5 consoles. We talked about one of these. As of uh, <clears throat> as of tomorrow, which is this was probably a couple days ago, so this week, users who own either system can purchase Subsidian Entertainment's Narrative title, Pentiment, and Survival Game Grounded. And then um, Hi-Fi Rush will be launching on the PS5 next week. And meanwhile, Rare's pirate-themed adventure, Sea of Thieves, will make its way to Sony hardware in April. Good list. What we talked about last week just got confirmed. Confirmed. And if we were doing a video podcast, there would be a big stamp would come over the video and just say confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. Number five, the CEO and former star player of Call of Duty League team Optic Texas filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard yesterday, accusing the publisher of wielding an unlawful monopoly over professional Call of Duty leagues and engaging in anti-competitive and extortionate behavior to the detriment of players and teams. The suit says Activision refused to grant licenses to other tournament and league organizers so that its eventual Call of Duty League would be the only game in town. Then it limited that league to 12 teams and demanded a $27.5 million entry fee from any would-be team, along with an, quote, Activision-approved corporate partner, end quote, for any teams owned by individuals. That last term became an issue for Rodriguez when he... Oh, this is talking about Optic Hacks then, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hector Rodriguez, when he tried to become an independent team owner in late 2020 by buying a Mortals Gaming Club slot in the league. This suit also noted the league's competitive balance tax as a wage suppression technique, 
something the U.S. Department of Justice agreed with and it sued Activision Blizzard last year over the issue. The plaintiffs also noted Activision rules for teams and players severely restricted their ability to earn compensation, sponsorship, and streaming money except through Activision. A little bit of a, we want so much money that we're not going to let anybody else get it. Yeah. A little greedy McGreederson. Kind of kind of fucking rude, if you ask me. I guess we'll see how that one plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to, he'd probably be fine in the one case, seeing how, yeah, they already did go after them for the wage suppression, but. Yeah. Seems like a good way to, you know, murder your. Competition? Your esports league. Also true. Listen, iPad. It does what it's told, or it gets my fist into your delicate screen. Um, <clears throat> number six. Stormgate developer Frost Giant Studios has asked players to invest in the company to support marketing costs for the upcoming real-time strategy game. As reported by Kotaku, the studio announced a campaign on the equity crowdfunding platform Start Engine, where players can reserve interest for a $494 investment in Frost Giant. Players will gain, quote, multiple common stock shares, end quote, in Frost Giant, and the campaign will have a maximum of $5 million worth of shares with the company valuation set at $150 million. Uh, Frost Giant explained the move by saying they decided to use their investment money solely for development, and they also cited the ongoing layoffs in the games industry as a decision to involve players in its investment. Uh, Stormgate debuted in June 2022, followed by a closed beta in December 2023. The game is due to enter early access in Q3 of 2024. The developer raised over $2 million via a Kickstarter campaign in early December 2023, which met its goal of $100,000 within 15 minutes of going live, as reported by PC Gamer. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, though. Um, That's kind of why it's in here, because I also felt the same way. And they had other investments. They had, um, they had an investment. So on top of the, on top of the Kickstarter campaign that's mentioned at the end, I think um, they were, they had like twenty five million dollars that was invested into them along with some other stuff, and they that was the whole thing. Is they said we decided to use that money to basically hire developers and sink it all into making the game instead of leaving some setting some aside yeah. for marketing. So I, I get I get the uh, thought process of like you know wanting to make the best game you can, but it does get kind of weird when you're. Yeah, I mean, at least they're, at least they're offering them something. You know, like that's kind of my thing. I was like, you're, it's um, less like I put money into a Kickstarter and I just get the game when it comes out, plus whatever, like the collector's edition or something. It's I put money in, I get that, and I now have stock in this company. Yeah, which is like a really weird. I like it. I don't. It, it's, it's an interesting idea because it gives you something that you want them to do good to increase your own value. Mm-hmm. It's weird because most gamers don't think like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm. 
more more curious ob- about how it does objectively than yeah, any sort of like raw numbers of like yeah. how that many does how it many, work how many people did how many individuals not how much money how many individuals did you have do this yeah because it's, it's going to be one of those things where like it's you know people like us who you know buy a couple buy in for you know a couple shares or whatever their investments or is it going to be like companies who are like oh sure right i'll drop 100k and yeah and kind of hedge my bets on this and also it's what was it 493 was that the exact number yeah 494 um is like not cheap no relative to a lot of things i guess it's cheaper than a house but like a lot of gamers would be like, well, I could spend $500 on this or I could buy a new graphics card yeah. or a console or <laughs> you better like Stormgate. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. I was going to say a $494 graphics card. It's not. It's, uh... Listen, some people <laughs> might have an old machine <laughs> and just getting anything might be an upgrade. <laughs> Number seven, Epic published its Epic Games Store 2023 year in review blog post revealing some metrics for the PC storefront. PC Epic Games Store was up 16% in 2023 to $950 million. However, Epic produced games Epic produced games still count for the overwhelming majority of the total. Spending on third-party PC games actually declined 13% year over year to $310 million. The top titles by... Okay, tablet. The top titles by player spend and engagement included Epic's Fortnite and Rocket League, as well as Genshin Impact, Dead Island 2, and Grand Theft Auto V. You can't escape them. <laughs> Fuck it. Literally, literally, this is the fucking four horsemen in the apocalypse and Dead Island 2. <laughs> I know. What's up with the Dead Island 2? <laughs> uh, Fortnite, Riley, Genshin, Grand Theft Auto. What are you doing here, Dead Island 2? It's like the fucking meme of the, the three fucking dragon heads. Yeah, like. yeah. Serious, serious <laughs> derp. What are you doing here? The store's uh, user base continues to expand up 17% year over year to 270 million people with epic cross-platform accounts up nearly 11 percent to 804 million with new self-publishing options available for developers in 2023 the catalog of epic game store nearly doubled with more than 1300 new titles joining the 1600 available at the end of 2022 <laughs> uh the flow of free games on epic game store declined over the years out Epic offered 86 games in total with free promotions compared to 99 in 2022. They were collectively claimed 586 million times down from nearly 700 million the year before. Uh, in case you're curious, that's still a lot of claims. That is. Um, what is not in this article, which would have been interesting to know, was whether Epic considers this a Positive or a letdown? So. It. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's a tough one. I think they consider it a win. 
I'm trying to think. Is what they didn't get Baldur's Gate, right? I don't think so. No. So that's gonna hurt. You don't have Spider Man near to Steam, mm. but that's gonna hurt. You had Alan Wake, great game. So you're kind of in like a weird limboy mm-hmm. uh, state where you're. <clears throat> I guess the important thing is your breadwinners did the thing they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then Dead Island too. I still don't know why that's there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good reason I can bring up to for that to be there. But Fortnite's still making you money. Everything else is still making you money. And your store is getting a lot more things added to it. Mm. So while the number may go down in terms of sales, it also might stabilize. Like, I can't imagine it would continuously go down. There is, um, we talk about it later. Not by double digits anyway. Eventually it's got to kind of hit, hit like the 1%, 2%, up by 3%, down by 1%, and start doing that weird, very, very small, like, sine wave, basically. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I should have probably tacked on with this, um, which I think will have a big influence on the Epic Game Store's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Epic Game Store mindshare, I guess is the best way to put it. Is sure, that sure. The Epic Games, Epic Games has begun developing a mobile version of the Epic Game Store to launch on Apple's App Store in Europe. So, which makes sense because that's probably gonna how they're gonna get Fortnite on there and have yeah. to get away from Apple. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's I know like you know Apple, dumb, ha ha ha, um, but it is like one of those like, it's, you know, everyone's got a fucking iPhone, so all these kids be on their iPhones playing games and shit. So yeah, there's um. And what's the word I want? It's it's gonna be interesting to see because like the free game thing is kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The free game thing is just a bonus. Yeah, that can technically be zero if they yeah. ever wanted it to be. I think it did its job initially. It definitely did its job initially, and now it's kind of just like existing. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised it's more than fifty two. Honestly. Yeah, I other than I think like, we'll wa- I think as we, you know, every year we'll see it like peter down. I think you'll get to around sixty five ish, maybe will be your sweet spot. Not counting like when they decide to, because the problem is. I say 65, assuming that they do one every single week, and then they do um, their typical like 13 days of Christmas where they hit one every day. Mm-hmm. That also might exist another time. I can't remember if they do another one where they do a, like a run of a f- like four and four days or something, but having having that other run, that's where I expect it to get down to. It's like one in... One a week, and then holidays will do a spree of a few. Mm-hmm. And then that's just kind of where we they sit from then on. And then eventually, maybe it turns into zero. The bigger deal, I think, becomes what can they... They don't need to... 
necessary lure exclusivity titles. They just need to have as many, in, which it sounds like they're starting to be more adaptable to having a lot more uh, games on their store. Mm-hmm. But having a lot more of those games and then also running like sales not at the same time Steam does, if they can arrange that somehow. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to put blah, blah, blah on sale for this. And it's like, okay, well, it's also on sale for, yeah, or like, you know, okay, we're going to put new title, like what new title on sale on Steam for uh, $10 off. Okay. Two weeks later, Epic's going to run it for $20 off. Like trying to some, you know, Ooh, we're penny pinching, but we can give you a better deal over here and still try to suck a few people in. Yeah, they kind of need, I don't know how to describe it. I get what you're trying to say, but like they don't, I don't think they should necessarily be taking steam on head to head. They kind of need to fill the gaps. Like have have exclusives that are comparable to maybe what's on Steam and then run sales opposite of what Steam runs sales and on things that Steam doesn't run sales on and then they'll get market share and then they'll be able to compete head to head if they wanted to. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Alrighty then. Number eight. Riot Games has finally revealed the name of its long-awaited Project L fighting game. It will be be called 2XKO. Riot is saying that 2XKO will be fully released next year for PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series. They are promising high levels of mastery, limitless player expression, and adrenaline-inducing competition while offering streamlined controls and gameplay mechanics that enable faster fun. Other features include duo play, which is 2v2 co-op tag team play, leagues, runetaria, iconic LOL champions are reflected in new and exciting ways, yet always remain true to their core. Controls, streamlined controls, enable faster fun while preserving the game's high level depth and mastery. Uh, FGC focus. 2XKO will bring the rivalry and camaraderie camaraderie of IRL Arcade to a live service online game. The game will be playable at various venues this year, beginning with Evo Japan in April 2024. Riot also hopes to enable at-home testing before the end of 2024. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm very curious to see it. Like an Evo and things. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how it's received. Right. Because I I can say it looks good. Mm-hmm. Have no authority to speak on a fighting game. Yes. That's... Street Fighter looks really good. Tekken looks really good. Mortal Kombat looks really good. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Dragon Ball Z looks really good. Like fighter games, just if they do the art well, I, I can tell that. I can tell they look really good. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if they... Uh, if you can like see moves really well, or if yeah. their combos are good, or you know whatever, if there's I think, balance, I have no idea. I think the most interesting thing from my perspective on this is what they could bring to the fighting community. Yeah, and that because. that that co-op tag team play is like, mm-hmm. 
what does that like I know what it means, but like what does that mean? Yeah. Like if they bring their like I mean all their league shit they do, you know, that for fighting could be interesting. Right. I think they would arguably be better left to staying in their lane sounds bad, but like create the thing, let it exist at fighting tournaments, and then give the fighting tournaments money to do their thing better. Like they know yeah. it better than you do. Mm-hmm. Don't rock the boat. Yeah. Which is not what they plan to do. Right. As we know. <clears throat> Don't tip the boat over. Number nine, Criterion Games has announced another year of support for Need for Speed Unbound. It's partly due to Need for Speed celebrating its 30th anniversary. Criterion intends for this year of live service to be the first step in providing the ultimate Need for Speed, not not safe for work, <laughs> experience in a game. They're aiming to release four volumes of new content, starting with Head to Head, then Drift and Drag, which is car types, not wearing drag while drifting. Yeah. Um, cops versus Racers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come on, man. It's just called, this is called Need for Speed. <laughs> That's like what your whole thing is based on. Uh, and lastly, a currently unnamed volume of content scheduled for October to December. Each of these volumes will add at least one major game mode and or feature to Need for Speed Unbound, as well as two fully customizable cars with multiple body kits. Ooh. Beginning with volume six, the developers are also adding a premium track to the speed pass. Oh, my God. What are the current live numbers of players in Unbound? (laughs) Tree fitty. That's my guess. (laughs) 
tree fitty. I like the idea of it. Like, I'm happy they're still doing things. I like the idea of, okay, let's release, like, little mini DLCs that are based around old Need for Speed games. Right. Cool idea. Something that Forza Seasons Mm -hmm. achieved really well without referencing old Forzas. But, you know, they gave you the month to go earn Mm -hmm. the cars, do the battle pass. Like, that makes sense. Just remaster, remake Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed, please. (laughs) <laughs> i thought i mean the worst thing you could have said was carbon i guess so i can't be too mad Ugh. but please for the love of god <laughs> and all that is holy the gamecube version of need for speed most wanted just port that over do not change the physics just move that over here i know somebody's gonna say well they already remade most wanted and you can play that it's first not off not the, the same, same. And the driving sucks. Need for Speed Most Wanted on the GameCube has the Forza driving physics. And I am moister than an oyster thinking about how good that could be in a modern engine. Like, you know when you shuck an oyster and you hear that as they pop their their suction seal? That's... (laughs) It's got really... Really I'm weird. Done. I'm done. I can't. I can't finish my own thought. On that. That's disgusting. I will never <laughs> be able to eat an oyster again. You uh, eat them raw? Yeah. Like, uh, like shucking them. I mean, I've had. I mean, raw, I guess raw oysters are yeah. not uncommon. I've I mean, had like, raw oysters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You do the. You do the. You do the. You know the assorted platter at that. Uh, the fuck's that restaurant called? Ocean Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, all the oysters. Here's the number one thing you need to know about Ocean Blue, folks. You will always be able to know if a woman has gone there. You want to know why? Tell us. You'll The number one reason you'll know, they will always take a selfie in that bathroom. That's true. The old they cannot side. go to Ocean Blue and not take a selfie in that bathroom. I hate this whole fucking social media culture. Like, tell me I'm wrong. You're not. I know you can't. I'm, I, this is more to like nobody listening. Uh-huh. Tell me I'm wrong. You don't know that restaurant. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, every person, every person I know, when they go there, I see a selfie. It's, you on either their get, story from the you bathroom. either get the selfie in the bathroom or the photo of. I think the couch is still at the right outside the elevator. Yeah, that little like entrance waiting thing. It's that one. But here's here's the real. Mm-hmm. The real the the real dragon, the three heads. Yeah. The, the three horsemen of the apocalypse. It's the selfie in the bathroom, the couch. If it's a nice day, you're going to see a balcony shot. Oh, yeah. They're going to be outside. Yeah. Sitting around gonna be, the fucking... And they're going to be looking at the beautiful skyline. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't know where you were, don't worry. There's like five different fucking signs with the city's name on it now. And if you weren't sure, don't worry. My tax dollars are hard at work putting up a giant LEDU. Oh my god. I fucking ate here. <laughs> <laughs> it, the bathroom thing just kills me every time because can you imagine walking into like a Denny's and doing that every time? Like, just think about this the psychoticness of that. You're like this Denny's bathroom has the perfect lighting. I'm going to come here next week and get another selfie. <laughs> Who does that? I don't know, man. It's what, like, 
they treat Ocean Blue's bathroom. I'm going too far into this at this point. They treat Ocean Blue's bathroom like the gym bathroom. The gym bathroom makes sense. You got your workout on, you get swole. You do, a, you do the, the, here's my ass in sweet shorts. Yeah. And I'm going to flex for you. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I get that. Why are you doing the same thing in Ocean Blue's bathroom? <laughs> are you flexing your, your workout from the plate you just ate? What I mean, doing? maybe the, you know, it's the outfit. They got to show off the outfit. Have you been to Ocean Blue with a woman? Yeah, I mean, generally, but not ones that take photos and... Well, okay, so, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I I guess, yes. I, I think I, um, Ignore my phrasing. <laughs> so I, I assumed you had been there with your wife, but yeah. I meant, like, maybe, like, as the, like, the friend group, the, you know, multiple. Yeah, we've gone there like, when with, I've gone with there, other people. When I've gone there, it's been, like, work events. Yeah. And what I don't ever watch happen is the four females that are there all decide it's selfie time and yeah. to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they scamper to the bathroom for the Yeah, photos. and they're like, oh, we got to go take pictures. Yay. And I'm just like, I'll take another beer. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing? just like looking at your watch like, why the fuck am I here again? Oh, free food? That's why. I <clears throat> All right, next up we got Nintendo Switch's Direct Partner Showcase. Honestly, I'm going to save you a lot of time. Nothing really to talk about. All right, here we go. <laughs> Grounded and, Pen- and Pentiment coming to the Switch. Uh, Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist Summer 2024 A Ranger Up Role Puzzling Adventure Summer 2024 Unicorn Overlords Got a Demo I'm so happy for that because that was one of my favorite named games in a while Monster Hunter Stories Guess what Summer 2024 Disney Epic Mickey Rebrushed I'm actually kind of like I'm not. I'm not excited. I'm not going to play it. Yeah, but like, I'm happy to see that still living on because that was a pretty big Wii title. Yeah, remember coming out and everyone's like, it's actually really good. Yeah, remember who Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is? Nope. That'd be the villain, and that would right. be Walt Disney's first character before Mickey. Oh, so Mickey's the usurper, right? Except that in this, we treat this as Oswald's coming back to claim his throne, and Mickey needs to, you know, you got to cut that off, yeah. you know. Snip, snip, and then you see Mickey with a shotgun. <laughs> All right. And Gandalf behind him going, yeah, bitch. <laughs> and then we got Shimagami Tensei Five Vengeance, June 21st. It's such a great name for a game I never want to play. Yep. Like, just, I would name a guild in WoW Shimagami Tensei. Because can you imagine if you ever competed for the Race to World first where you're like, you have Liquid and Echo and Shimigami Tensei. <laughs> it would go so hard. Uh, it is one of those ones that's like good to say. Um, Hiroki Totoki and Shimigami Tensei. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up later on. He should. They had some shit to say this week. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, March 14th. Sword Art Online. Is that not a spit in the face, by the way? What's that? The Star Wars thing? Battlefront. I don't know. No, no. Just that they're putting uh, that out and then just being like, we're not talking about Kodor. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kodor's dead. This entire time they've been like, we're going to remake it. We're going to remake it. Here's a sweet trailer. Here's a sweet trailer. Oh, here's the old one. Oh, we're going to do this now. Don't think about (laughs) Kodor. It's like 1313. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious because now Respawn is essentially making 1313. 13, 13, 13, 13, yeah. So, um, do you really remember what 1313 was? Was yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like, I know you and I, I Yeah, do. I mean, obviously we do. No one else yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we walked up to any of our normal people and went, do you remember 1313? They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because those same people, you could go, do you remember Project Titan? Mm-hmm. They'd go, huh? Yeah. I remember Titan. Oh. The lore, the stories and things we came up with of what it could be. Never. Never going to see it. Uh, sort of online fractured daydream. Twenty that another? That's another just wild one that that's still going. Sword art. Yeah, I mean they're still still that, just pumping it out. The anime's still running. I mean it's which not, even that's insane. Yeah, it's only like I don't know. That that seems insane to me. Am I wrong? The trajectory of that, I don't even know what you'd call it, is kind of wild because it actually started as essentially. A guy writing fan fiction on the internet, and then people was like, "This is good. You should, you should write this." And he started releasing them. It started off as a novel, novelization, and he he released them and sold them, and people bought them, and then it turned into a manga, and then it turned into. Um, Can you ask for an, anything more? You know what an I mean, anime, like... and then they got rewritten into a novel again, and now they're they're then they got movies, and now we're on to. The games? Like, if you get the money right, that's got to be, like, the best thing, right? You're just doing oh, yeah. a thing as a hobby, and then somebody's like, convinces you to kind of go for mm-hmm. it, and then it works, and you're like... Well, it's interesting, because it's, like, pre... It's, like, early internet. Right, yeah, yeah. So, people are like, oh, this is good, you could sell this, but really, if you reread it, it's like, wow, this person doesn't understand what a female is. Oh, well, under, like the, it's, sure, it's there's, got, there's all the tro- like the... It's got all the anime tropes yeah, hard. it's got all the tropes hard, but I just mean, like... Ignoring the content, just yeah, conceptually, yeah. you do something, put it out there. Somebody says, "Dude, this is really good." Yeah, you should try to push to do this more, or yeah, like, like take a, the... take a professional stab at it. Content creators, whatever. Yeah, like all the D and D people, like with... the D and D people, mm-hmm. um, Twitch streamers, depending on like what they're doing. Like, uh, if, like if you're a, a stats person, right? You're a big a, a baseball stats person, and you were having all these things and coming up with these models and being like. Not models, but like graphs or whatever. Yeah. Like this looks really good, and I can explain this really well. And it's like, why aren't you working for like the athletic or fan graphs or somebody like that? It's like, you know, give it a shot. Like, see if they have it. You know, whatever. And it's like, oh, I can yeah. entirely stop doing. I can stop doing the McDonald's run now because I've made a, a life changing, successful move to something I enjoy and love yeah. based on what was a hobby of mine. Yeah, when you're making good money, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Broadbent. Yeah. When you're making good money doing something you love, yeah, you I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know what you'll that never, feels like. You never work a day in your life. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Jimmy Broadbent. Yep. Race car driver now. Yeah, legitimately. Instead mm-hmm. of just being a sim racer, mm-hmm. he's now a sim racer that is in a real car. Yep. Winning races and shit. Yeah. Like wild. Like, can you imagine? It's it's the you remember um. Oh my God! What was Freddie W's? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss it. Rocket Jump, Freddie W. and and Matt Arnold. I think it was Matt Arnold. Uh, doing um, video game high school. Okay. And it's Teen Camp. But you did you did you remember watching it? Right? No, you didn't ever watch it. No, I tried watching the first episode, and I was like, "Fair enough." Too cheesy for me. So it. It's it's cheesy teen camp. Yeah. But I think it's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. 
like impressively for knowing like their budget and how they were doing things and whatever. I think it's really well done. But the entire thing is random person kills number one player in the world, gets super popular and gets invited to the thing. They'd be like just showing up to an, a sim racing event and like just signing up for a random cup and finding out that Lando and Max and some other people are in it and you smoke them in the final lap to win the entire thing. And everybody's like, who the fuck's this guy? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And then it's like, all right, show up. We're going to race some more. This is insane. No one can like that. I don't know. It just sounds it's so it's so main character, but it sounds so cool. Oh, yeah. I'll never know. Uh, gun. Neither will I. <laughs> Gundam Breaker 4, 2024. Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble, June 25th. World of Goo 2, May 22nd. Console exclusive. Uh, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, October 10th. Another Crab's Treasure, April 25th. Penny's Big Breakaway, which came out the day of. Suka Game Multiplayer Mode Expansion, Pepper Grinder, March 28th, and a demo came out day of. Pocket Card Jockey Ride On, ride on out on Switch the day of. Contra Operation Galuga, March 12th. I don't know if it's I say Galuga. <laughs> and then a bunch of rare games coming out on Switch, or came out on Switch. Ooh, that one looks nice. Endless Ocean Luminous, May 2nd. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Snuffkin Melody of Moomin Valley, <laughs> March 7th. Fucking Snuffkin, it sounds like a hitman. <laughs> Demon Slayer. Time for you to get in there and get him, Snuffkin. And then uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition, May 15th. Or March 15th. I have nothing else to say about that. And there, there was. There was the direct. Yeah. Uh, important thing is the Pokemon direct is next week. Yes. So be yep. ready, ready for disappointment in that as well. We may, it may be later on in the list. I don't remember at this point. All right. Well, you know what time it is then. Rumor roundup. You went high. Uh, the upcoming reboot of Crazy Taxi will be a triple A game, according to one of the Sega studios working on it. And I believe we already talked about that. Oh, I don't remember. Because I think it was Sega said they were treating them as AAA games, mm-hmm. and okay. more and more than Crazy Taxi, like the other ones also. Yeah, all of them. Uh, not Sunset Overdrive. Oh my God, Jet Set Radio and the other ones. According to Leaker and Nate the Hate, you stole your name. Fable is targeting next year as a potential release window, and Contraband might launch this year. I honestly forgot about the existence of Fable. How did you forget about our boy, our Lord and Savior, Richard Iowati? Because they announced it, they didn't and talk then, about it for fucking ever, and then, and then probably they, and then probably closed the studio that was working on it, and then they <laughs> randomly dropped a teaser with Richard Iowati in it, who we didn't realize was going to happen, and then they stopped fucking talking about it again. Yep. I mean, even contraband, nobody's really talking about. Yeah. Capcom might be preparing to release a Dragon's Dogma 2 demo on PC. Let's go. According to an insider, the Switch 2 will be revealed during the traditional E3 season in June. Rip E3. We now call it Keeley season. Yeah. <laughs> a source told Jeff Grubb that Metroid Prime 4 will launch this year, and Nintendo was apparently looking to get assets ready for May 2024. And I'm here to tell you that is not happening. All right. 
I would be shocked if they released this this year and then launch Switch 2 next year. That that seems insane to me. Nintendo. Right, but you have no launch title then. It's Nintendo. They always have a launch title. Nintendo doesn't need a launch title. Breath of the Wild. They don't need a launch title. They'll have something. It'll be something stupid. And I, I'll be like, why is this considered a launch title? And then everyone else will be like, fucking Nintendo, this game's the best game ever. Ugh. Tom Anderson <laughs> said that Hi-Fi Rush will be coming to Switch 2. Why are, we, why are we still talking? We talk, we've talked about this ad nauseum now. To Switch 2 or Hi-Fi Rush? Or I, guess, I guess Hi-Fi Rush coming to Switch 2 is kind of like, sure, I don't really give a shit because it's just going to the Switch. So like, why does it matter if it's going to the Switch 2? I don't know, man. People talk about things. Why are we talking about Hi-Fi Rush going to the Switch 2 and not Metroid Prime 4? Like, what, what priority system is that? Listen, shit the PlayStation- gets thrown at the wall. You see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> just rumors, man. The PlayStation 5 Pro will be marketed as a 120 FPS 4K machine thanks to its better specs and AI upscale. Yay. Let's do the thing where we say it's 4K 120 frames per second, but it's really not 4K 120 frames per second because it's got some weird fucking frame generation bullshit. So it's, or some, ni- so it's some 90 bullshit frames. where it's like it's actually 1080p, but we upscale it to 4K using AI. So we agree that it's 90 frames and actually 2600 by 1900. It's probably 60 frames per second, and they're doing like the Samsung bullshit clear motion where it's 240 at 120. Well, that's the thing now with FSR3 and DLSS3 is frame generation where we make these. We charge to $1,000 for the video card, but it can still only do 60 frames per second at the games, but we're going to call it frame generation, and we're just going to duplicate frames so you get 120 frames per second. But hey, don't ask about latency or anything like that. It doesn't double your latency, I swear, I promise. I fucking hate all this tech, bro. I hate all this new there's shit. Just, there's just also a CEO with a bag over a, a body that's just labeled latency with just a knife going. Yeah. People. According stop. to Tom Henderson, Assassin's Creed Red, Japan, will have Shibas in it and you can pet them. Yeah. If there wasn't, I'd be kind of upset. Why not foxes? They're probably, oh, I mean, there should be foxes that fucking run around. Fucking yeah, when I pet shrines. them, they do a dance. Yep. I'll take Shibas. And they though. give me plus one fox points. You know, the alternative, you know, don't copy Ghost of Tsushima. Do the Shibas. You're right. Don't copy Ghost of Tsushima because, frankly, Ubisoft, you can't. Ooh. Got him. It is a better game than any of the last ones you have made. It's probably true. It beats the last three Assassin's Creed's easily. Yeah. It's, in a, better, it's a better Assassin's Creed game than Assassin's Creed. Right. And I say the last three. The last three are Mirage, Valhalla, and Odyssey. Uh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that statement. And I liked Valhalla. Yeah, same. I liked Origin, too. Origin's yeah. the best of the new, the new generation. Mm-hmm. But Shishima's better than all of them. Yeah. Agreed. No argument there. Um, all right, now for the short, uh, short stuff. Questionable things we didn't write full paragraphs on. Oh, those the short stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Uh, Pal World, Pal World has hit 25 million players. I believe it's oh, like 15 and 10 or something like that is the breakdown. 15 million Steam, 10 million Xbox or something, something like that. Okay, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Good for for, for a game that is less than half of Skull and Bones. Yeah. IGN parent company Ziff Davis has voluntarily recognized the recently formed IGN Creators Guild. Better recognize. They're just going to sell it off or close it down. We recognize you. And uh, there's the door. See you later. You all can go that way (laughs) as one unit. (laughs) Games publisher Gameloft has conducted 38 layoffs at its Live, Leave, Leave? I don't know how to say that city. Ukraine office. And an unknown amount of layoffs at its Toronto, Canada location. Well, if it's like the K one, is it Kiev? It's not. So Liev? Liev? Maybe. Liev? No, no. Did they get real real bored and just put letters that are next to each other in the alphabet down naming cities? There's a Miev and a Niev and a Piev and a Kiev. I don't know. They can't be bothered to come up with good names. They're busy. Neither can we. We took all of ours from Europe. It's true. Every one of them. Yep. And if it wasn't over that, it was about whatever geographical feature was near the town. I mean, in our area, it's either it's either from it's either from Europe, as in like Italy or Greece or France, or it's uh, Native American, or it's a geographical feature. I can't think of any of their geographical features. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. There is um, a Phoenix, a Texas, and a Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. All near each other. Yep. There's a... What else other way? There's an Ohio. Mm-hmm. Norway. Yeah. Entire country. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you got all the Greek stuff, like Ithaca. Yep. Um, Syracuse. Yep, Syracuse. Athens. Athens. And then you got your name. American. Is there really a Thermopylae? There might be. <laughs> there, there, there might be like some weird. Oh, and then you can't. Oh, that's right. I for, you can't forget about this Greek one. Hoboken. Hoboken. Were you the one that I was looking up Pussy Lake with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to find where Pussy Lake was <laughs> because somebody said they got they got stranded near Pussy Lake or whatever. We're like, <laughs> that can't be a real place because it's a it real was, place. It was was it it wasn't Brennan, was it? It might have been because he was saying that he they, they were getting pizza mm-hmm. and they they mentioned oh they mentioned a, a pizza place and then somehow we got to yeah we went looking for Pussy Lake and we found it yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember how the yeah. steps we got to get there, but I remember that we definitely 100 percent found it. Uh, it's fantastic, man. The fact that that exists, it's good stuff. You think that's where the Lockta sponsor is? When you really think about it. <laughs> I mean, if, if they're smart, <laughs> if it's going to be somewhere, it's not going to be in in the fucking yeah uh, in the Loch Ness. Yeah. Also, Lock. What a weird way to spell that. It's it's weird. Transylvania. Yeah. Geneva? Mm-hmm. There's too many. Schenectady? All, Albany? Just, yeah, all of them. Rochester? 
New York. What was it called originally? New Amsterdam. It is around, yeah. Before it was New York. It was. I think it, it was, was less the right? island and more the yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, Thunderful CEO Martin the Dutch. <laughs> CEO Martin Bolshev. Not a name of a place at all. Just the Dutch has said the company's restructure is off to a good start, as it reports a full year loss of sixty million dollars. Oh. Everywhere developer Build a Rocket Boy has reportedly been hit with layoffs. Build a Rocket Boy was founded in 2018 by former Grand Theft Auto producer Leslie Benzies. Activision Blizzard has released 130 employees from its Ireland branch, which was a part of its 1900 planned layoffs. Gearbox Publishing has announced that it will release Gigantic as a premium title. Developed by Abstraction Games, Gigantic Rampage Edition will launch in April. Do you remember that? Yep. It'll f- it, it will not feature microtransactions and will include new content such as two additional playable heroes. Do you think it does better this time? I think it does better this time strictly on um I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I think I had a stroke. I'm having a hard time coming up with nostalgia? words. Nostalgia? Not necessarily nostalgia, but just like the faux hype. Yeah, yeah. Of um, like it being like re-release kind I of. I have a feeling it flares for a month and dies again. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fact. the when Gigantic came out, kind of what it did. It was a you know, shooter MOBA, whatever. But because it was hero-based, it got lumped into every other hero shooter. Gigantic came out. Overwatch came out. Mm-hmm. Battleborn came out. Paladins was out. Like, everybody was doing hero shooters, and things got pushed aside. Gigantic and Battleborn died. Mm-hmm. And so to see Gigantic coming back, it's like, you better be hoping you have a skin in the game, or if you're if you're not doing microtransactions, are you just turning servers back on, kind of to just kind of like let it play out for a year or like a few months and see the feel and see if people actually stay on and then turn it back off, or do you think you got it down to the point where like we can let it stay on for a while, like it's not it's not hurting us any to have a mm-hmm. hundred players hit this server and play. I don't know. Maybe they changed something. It's actually good. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Tales of Arise have sold 3 million units. Xbox head Phil Spencer has clarified that Microsoft will continue to support physical media. We are supportive. This is a quote. We are supportive of physical media, but we don't have a need to drive that disproportionate to customer demand. We ship games physically and digitally, and we're really just following what the customers are doing. End quote. Humble has raised over $250 million for charity to, to date. Um, indie game studio and publisher Monumental has entered another agreement to acquire mobile developer Game Circus. <clears throat> Epic Games says we already said that. The PlayStation VR 2 headset is getting official PC support later this year. Um, is that not weird? It is weird, but it was a, it's it's a good move because they're probably sitting on a shit ton of them. It's a great move. When this came up at work the other day, the the one guy I always talked to immediately was like, what do you think about PSVR 2 going to PC? Like Sony officially supporting it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, seeing how they launched PSVR 2, less than a month later, the community had already cracked it most of the way to work. 
and, and them like actually embracing it and having that track record that porting things, if they're cheap enough, they'll just do. This is not that. It's really weird. It's conflicting messaging out of Sony. And it's one of those where for me, I'm like, why didn't you just fucking do this from the beginning? I think it's kind of like a floodgate thing where they saw how successful Helldivers 2 was and how how easy it's been for them to make essentially free money off of the porting things to PC. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, we have another market that could be like worth it to us. And then they like take that in combination with the fact that the VR2 headset did not sell as well as they had hoped it would. And people have been chopping at the bit to, they're like, why don't you bring these to PC? This would be great. So that someone at Sony was probably like made a good decision. Yeah. The other thing that gets me about it is it's, they're making a good decision. Is this like, should I be worried? Um, They don't do this very well. Usually. Yes. There's two good decisions. There's going to be four bad ones. Well, my thing is, is they're like, yes, we're officially going to bring it to PC, but like, that you know that doesn't mean the support's going to be good, right? And I mean the thing that we talked about with uh, was okay, cool. They're bringing it. The reason that I have to assume that they didn't do it immediately one is because they're Sony, but is they wanted to attempt to drive sales on PlayStation somehow. But the problem is chicken and egg with VR. Yeah, if you don't have software to drive it. You have no reason to buy it. Mm-hmm. And guess what you don't have on PlayStation? Amazing VR titles that justify spending $500 again on that. Yeah. If you could have ever gotten Half-Life Alex over, that would have been your best, the best yeah. poll you could have had. I think there is no better option. If they support it well, I think Sony will be surprised at how many headsets they sell. Because it's the perfect, I saw a lot of people online, I follow all the virtual reality subreddits, and the there was a large, a lot more people said it than I thought I would see, but there was a large contingent of people who said, oh, I would, e- I would easily buy this over a Quest 3. And that's like kind of crazy to me, because Quest 3 is kind of the go-to, like, bang for buck headset but this has a lot of features like eye tracking and all that yeah. foveated rendering and it doesn't have to deal with meta. some certain companies owning quests yeah and it doesn't have to deal with meta and it's got a good headband it, that like sony does the fit and like the fitment really really well and the weight really really well so like yeah it's kind of that it's it is in my opinion i'm not it, super into VR as much as like I have been in the past, it hits the bang for buck like, but, like them, perfectly. Them saying this puts me in a position like when they do that, mm-hmm. say it's like mid July or something, to potentially go I could buy one. Yeah, I'd fuck with that, you know, like Because then I have it for this and I have it for the PlayStation, which means I can play Gran Turismo in VR and then also come up and play VR games. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's like a pretty good fucking win. If it's supported well, as in like they they get every feature working on PC, it will be a killer a killer product for PC. Yeah, it'd be great. 
Um, No Man's Sky is once again free to play this weekend. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown will be updated with free DLC, but no specific details yet. Lionsgate has released the official trailer for the Borderlands movie. I, I'm still, it's so weird to me. I haven't watched it. Not, I don't even just mean like the trailer, like that the casting and the yeah. movie. I don't know. From Software has released the trailer for Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree. It'll arrive on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PS5, PS, I said PS5 twice, on June 21st. A lot of people pumped. Looks pretty. It's said to be two thirds the size of the original game. The whatever his name is, I don't know the guy who does all the from software games. Oh yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. He said it's his biggest DLC he's ever made, biggest expansion he's ever made. Damn. Uh the PlayStation Portal has been hacked to run an open source PSP emulator. Dead Island Two has received a surprise release on Xbox Game Pass, but only for console. The player cap for Helldivers 2 has been increased, but the CEO of developer Arrowhead Game Studios warns that it will still likely hit its limits this weekend. I mean, I believe it. They're... We... Did you guys have to queue up? I didn't ever really have too many issues. I was able to get in eventually every time. Uh, I think the longest I spent was like, I was waiting for them to get out of a mission because I couldn't get in, but then I could get in when they went back to orbit. Uh, but I think, was it Ryan or was somebody else? was having massive issues trying to join and then like gave up and then I got in when they gave up and then they came back later and, and were able to get in. But I read somewhere I don't know if the sack or not that they raised the the um the player cap uh to seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly doesn't like considering that how hype like how much steam this game's got going for it, that doesn't seem like enough. It's one of those where it's like that's probably enough with the timeout thing they're doing to solve some of it. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but I also understand not going full it, Literally what everybody's always joked about, like Call of Duty, like, why don't you just spin up 75,000 servers? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, except that you also need to, you need to... You need to have the you infrastructure can, you can, to support it. Well, it's like, you can do that, depending on your environment. If your environment's in the cloud, if it's on premises, that's different. It's yeah, like whatever. Um, but it's like you can do that, but you also need to have the plan of when do we start, when and how do we start scaling back? Like, okay, we just spun up a new one. We now have to get the players that are on that one off. Mm-hmm. So do we just turn yeah, off that's, the server and crash things? Like that's like kind you, of the thing. It's like you have no idea how their backend works right. as far as the game is concerned. Or do you just do a Tuesday maintenance patch where we'll be down for four hours and it's just you unplugging servers really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so that way when everybody jumps back in, they realize that there's less servers now. Because they are they're all operational costs, you know, another yeah. servers, another blah blah blah, another blah blah, you know. Uh Larian Studios has confirmed it's been working on official cross platform mod support for Boulder's K3. That's pretty cool. Uh, Nightingale Studio Inflection Games has said it's prioritizing the development of an offline mode following fan feedback. Always have an offline mode. Stop being always online. A new report calculates that Sony's value dropped by around $10 billion last week following its revised PS5 sales forecast. A lot of money. Sony president and PlayStation chairman Hiroki Totoki has said Bungie could be better at assuming responsibility for its development timelines. 
they could. I, I love that. They could be better. It's a little passive aggressive. Get your shit together. There's a lot of people that could have said that for fucking 10 years. Yeah. And finally, insider gaming sources have revealed that Skull and Bones, which is dubbed as Ubisoft's first quadruple A game, has around 850,000 players, which includes those who have opted to play the game with the eight-hour free trial provided by Ubisoft. Tell me those numbers next week. I'm going to guess 300,000. What's the the one-week drop-off time? I'm going to guess 300,000, and then the following week after that, it'll be 20-something thousand. And then the following week after that, five. Yeah. Total. One hand. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so it's uh, been seven days. What you been up to? Not a whole lot. Last weekend, I went to the Auto Expo in Syracuse. There's an Auto Expo in Syracuse? There was an Auto every Every Valentine's Day weekend-ish, there's, a, there's an Auto Expo in Syracuse. I only know about the the normal show. Oh, the Syracuse National. The Syracuse National. This is uh, all new cars. So, like, basically, car manufacturers and dealers bring new cars. We've, I think, we've gone like once or twice. Maybe you didn't go with me. Maybe it was other people. You and I have never done that. Okay, I'll tell you what you and I did do. Next year we'll go. We walked around the state fair and looked at cars, and we're like impressed by minivans. And that's where I think you and I both realized, man, it's over. Yeah. Next year we'll go because Samantha won't have any interest in going next year. We um, should do the Syracuse National. I've never been. You've never been to the National. I've never been, I've been to National. So we'll do that. I'll be. I'm interested in that. That I mean, that's an easy one. We should do that. We'll I made the mistake. We'll get, we'll get Dewey to go to. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do anything once. <laughs> so they, it's all new cars. Okay. Yeah. I made the mistake of oh. sitting in a Honda Civic Type R. Okay. All right. And a GR Corolla. Interesting. All right. Um, I want one of them. I don't care which one. I you, want. You didn't one sit in an Integra though. I did not sit in the Integra Type S. There was one there, but I just was like, I. I was just curious. I just, that, that's the third one in the list. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a Civic Type R with like a better interior. So yeah. Um. So you should have sat. <laughs> I know. What else was there that was interesting? They had the Hummer EV there. That thing's fucking huge, dude. I, I believe it. Like, Hummers are already stupid. Like, your eyeballs would be at, like, the bottom of the window. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, there, it, Technically, I mean, I'm not short, but, like, my eyeballs are at the bottom of some people's trucks now. Yeah. What other interesting stuff was there? I mean... <sighs> I don't know. There's not a whole lot of crazy stuff out now. So, like, I mean, there is, but, like, it's all the same, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I sat in the new Nissan Z, uh, which was really underwhelming. Mm. Um, sat in the new Mustang, also really underwhelming. Yeah. I, when I, when I drove the, I don't remember what year it was, a 20, yeah, it was 2017 the, Mustang. It was the previous gen. Like not the new new one, but the previous generation one. Right, but I think when I drove the one in Texas, it was like it was, I think it was a 2017 when I was down there for the wedding, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it was it was a fun drive, but it wasn't it wasn't fun enough where I was like I'd spend the money. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like uncomfortable, but it wasn't it wasn't impressive. Yeah. Uh, I what was surprising was. Like how, like we were looking, we went, I mean, I like to look at cars in general, but we went because Samantha's lease is up this year. So right. 
Um, Best way to see options. Yeah, without being harassed. <laughs> so Even then, still probably. So um, we sat in every all the crossovers and all that, all the SUVs and all that good stuff. And like, what surprised me the most was how like unimpressive, like how generic the Hondas and Toyotas were. Mm-hmm. And then like the Nissan Rogue was actually really really nice. Um, the Mitsubishi, like the Outlander, and the other stuff was actually really nice. The new Mazda CX ninety is like Mazda's trying to clearly is going up up market. Mm, gotcha. Um, check those out, and then I checked out the trucks. I looked at some trucks, but they're just like they're so fucking expensive. They're so expensive. Um, I sat in. I only sat in three of the trucks because, like, I I didn't. I'm like at the age now where I like don't really. I'm only gonna look at things that are like either are realistic or like that I'm curious about. So, right. like, so you basically would stop at like an F one fifty. I I sat in a um the Colorado, the new Chevy Colorado. Okay, yep. I sat in. They had a new Ford Ranger there, which really surprised me. I sat in that, and then I sat in the the Ford Maverick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the Maverick? I think i'm gonna buy one <laughs> okay that's i mean that's what i was wondering um you can like because samantha and i had this routine going where like she would if it was like a car that would be for her she'd sit in the front seat get into her driving position then i would sit behind her and okay. we that would be our way of like gauging room and stuff yeah like that. yeah if i'm if i was sitting in the front seat of the maverick you you could comfortably sit in the back Oh, okay. And I was like, looking at it, like, what is this TARDIS bullshit? Like, what do you got going on? <laughs> this thing's fucking like, but it, that's kind of the trend, though. It's like, I'm, I was surprised by a lot of cars to where, like, I don't know how they, they're just getting really good at, like, room. Finding like, your space, whatever. Yeah. But the Maverick was really nice. And it's, it's, I think, I mean, it's still expensive, but it's not like $45,000 like the fucking Ford Ranger is. True. So I mean, you remember us sitting in that that one red truck at the I think it was a Chevy. Maybe it was there Colorado. They you had mean, you mean the Dewey. fucking there was the Silverado, which was a goddamn tank. Yeah, yeah it was that one. Yeah, yeah it was it's fucking huge. massive. But it was like it, it was that sitting in that driver's seat, going, I don't even know how I'd steer this thing. Yeah, and I and it does not fit in my yeah. garage. Tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we went to the luxury floor. Which oh, it's just fun to look at. Yeah, it's the Porsche Boxer there, which was one hundred and five thousand dollars. Oh, that's chump change. I ended up talking to an old lady there for ten minutes about about the Boxster and about her car because she was like genuinely looking at the Boxster to replace her car, and she was asking all these questions, and I I just you know I was there, I knew the answer, so I yeah. answered them for her. And then we're talking about her car, and she had a Cadillac XLR. I don't even remember those. Is it the but one I'm thinking of? The no, Cadillac convertible, like the the coupe, like the two door oh. convertible from okay. like the early, maybe early mid two thousands. Yeah, no, I remember it now. It was weird. It was weird, and we got talking about them, and I was like, "That's a really rare car." I'm like, "I think that's going to be worth money pretty soon." And she's like, "Yeah, they only made five thousand of them." And yeah, that's weird. I would not would have guessed that. And we were chatting about it and making jokes because she's like. I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny because the cliche is that, you know, you get a cool car, you pick up chicks, but really, you just get dudes. Like, you just, and she's like, yeah, she's like, so many guys like you will talk to me about my car when I drive it around and stuff. Like, you just go, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Yeah. 
Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we sat in all like the luxury cars, which you know they are. That's... How old was she? She was probably in her sixties. I would say, if you rudely had to guess a woman's age, how old? Was she? I would guess sixties <laughs> or seventies. No, that's not that bad. Though. No, she's really nice. I, um, I thought you were about to find like a, a elderly woman that you're like you're looking at a Porsche Boxster. I mean, she was. I mean, she wasn't young, that's for sure. But no, but she like, was like one of those older people who like clearly was like just a cool person. Yeah, but it's not like you know the. Like a 95-year-old where you're like, no. what did you drive here? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. That was about it, though. Um, the Acura RDX, RDX was really nice. Lexus was nice, obviously. Lexus and Acura, they're both really nice. Um. Yeah, I think I think Samantha's shortlist is probably like the cheaper SUVs, like the the Nissan Rogue, the Mitsubishi Outlander. Yeah, uh, or maybe like uh, the new Mazda. And and my shortlist is like Maverick, the Maverick. I say that in the- if I had to buy a new car, like because that's kind of like I was looking at getting a used Ford Ranger or something used, but um, with interest rates, it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Um, because you end up you end up paying like a stupid amount of money on just an interest. So, so yeah, that was fun, and uh, that was the excitement of my week. The rest has just been work. What have you been up to? Work. Um, uh, playing like a dragon. Mirage is finished. Good. I I made sure to to knock that off. Uh, was it a compelling story? No, and I don't <laughs> like. Once yeah. I kind of got the hang of the combat and everything, and I and I've my dumbass completely forgot a mechanic they introduced, and that made combat better because I they have a they had a dead eye oh. mode, and I completely forgot about it until like halfway through the game because I was trying never to get in combat. Yeah, when I was just like, they don't want me to get in combat. Fine, I won't get in combat, and so I went back to the I'm going to hide in a bush and put 35 bodies in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which worked out well everywhere. Uh, but then there's some times where it's like, okay, I have to get in combat. So where you have to like take out two people at once type thing. Well, two people at once was fine because you get the ability to where you follow up one assassination with another. Um, but there's like there's two people and a third one's looking right in their direction. And it's like okay, sleep, blow, dart, assassinate, assassinate, walk over, stab. <laughs> like I started yeah. to have to have to figure out like there's too many eyes and I can't take out everybody in one sleeping moment. So. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, there, I have this entire ability that they introduced that I forgot about. Um, but it, what bugs me is I never understood why they went back to Basim. It never fucking made sense. The whole, it, the whole thing is them attempting to tell you that he is one of the architects or whatever. Yeah. And that. They like the whole journey. Fucking spoiler alerts, I guess. If you didn't play Valhalla and then also want to play this, he's one of the original architects. Yeah. Or like his soul is. Mm -hmm. And the entire idea of Mirage is his soul was essentially split 
and at the end they they're together again. Yeah. And so they're whole, and then it's to go back and you know create a world and yada yada, and then he ends up. You don't end up leaving the desert, but they leave you like clearly he finishes things here and then goes to Valhalla. Yeah. Um, but there's like, I just the whole end is like really. You would have had to have read a lot, and if you did not play Valhalla or know other parts of Assassin's Creed, I don't. This has to be way more confusing. Like, it has to be unbelievably confusing with the amount of information that there can be in the game, especially because there's just all these notes that are around the world that you can press triangle on and read. They aren't like story things, they're just flavor text notes. But if you sat there and tried to read all of them and put the, I don't understand why they did what they did. They've are there's the Assassin's Creed story has become so fucking convoluted. It was it was convoluted before they left before they remade the game. Mm-hmm. It was convoluted in f- four. Basically, once they killed Desmond. Yeah. Once they killed Desmond, and they kind of made it a little weird. Then you can still get away with it for a little bit because there was always, I don't remember how much you remember about the whole Desmond arc, but there was always those files that you would find as Desmond that were talking about other people that had been in your shoes, mm-hmm. other types that like had memory lines. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, okay, they followed the Desmond arc. Okay, so now there's just other people that they're, that Abstergo is still existing and like putting in these things. But then they made that not exist anymore. But then it, Kind of existed in Valhalla. Yeah, like came back in Valhalla, and then it's like, right, mm-hmm. and it's like, if but they it's, had, they if, added, they like brought it back in Valhalla, and then added like another layer, and it's like, uh, right, and then they're they're adding this idea of flipping worlds back and forth, and all this stuff. It's like, it doesn't, it. There's no longer. The Creed slash Hidden Ones and Templars. Yeah, they bait and switched us with Origin because they came out with Origin. And we were all like, oh, they're kind of resetting things. Right. They're like, we're going to go back and tell the story before Altair exists. Yep. And literally the formation of the Hidden Ones. Yep. And they, frankly. It's straightforward. That did fine. Yep. And then they did everything. <laughs> we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Fuck Odyssey. <laughs> and Odyssey, they're like, ah. <laughs> uh, and irrelevant even of the the storyline problems, mm-hmm. just I did not enjoy it for a multitude of reasons. They can't yeah. do you can't do an Assassin's Creed every year. You cannot stop doing that. Then they did Valhalla. And Valhalla was really good as far as if you if you ignore the entirety of Assassin's Creed and just say Vikings invade the UK, yeah, and it has Assassin's Creed motifs. Like mm-hmm. the leap of faith, the hidden blade, some fighting styles, and you and you just going in and trying to be a good person in a bad in a bad place. Yeah, doing actually technically not a good person in a bad place, a bad person raiding and pillaging the countryside of of Essex. But yep. um, if that's what that stopped at, you'd be fine. Be great. There's a cameo by Bassim who tries to like explain hidden ones to you, and they just kind of if they just left it at that of like he's just kind of there. Yeah, and that influences something later. Fine. And then they go to Mirage and they go, oh, you remember that Bassam guy and how he like taught you the hidden one things? And then you did all this weird first one shit with you and your brother that's the not Odin, but Odin and your Thor and your whoever, you know, all the. Which 
Which, by the way, if you don't do the side missions, true, where you have to do the as the girl, yeah, and get the images, you get no fucking context for what's going on, right? And if again, if they had only told that story with the idea of Odin is the person you're going to see every every time after you kill everybody, yeah, and you'll slowly piece it together that you're Thor, you're whoever, you're whoever, and the idea is to get to Valhalla and still live that life that they live at that in the one like me- dream place essentially, yeah, is like okay. And if they flipped that out into the entire world and it showed you hooked up to one of the machines. And then, like, they kind of, like, zoomed out of your brain type of thing of, like, that's what you're witnessing in this moment. It'd be like, oh, okay, so th- I remember Animus, uh, Animus High, Animuses, from the beginning, this is, like, a, a first one Animus that's just trapped him and put him in a heaven state where he's essentially in limbo. Okay, all right, that makes sense. And then they went, yeah, and Bassam traps you in there and escapes. And you go, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then they go, oh, in the next one, we're not going to address that at all. Instead of what we're going to tell you is how Bassem exists. And you go, I don't care. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, we're going to explain what he is. And then they go through the entire thing. And you're just in like this entire, like, oh, we're going back to the beginning. And it's like, oh, okay, we're kind of doing some things. And then they explain it at the end. And you go, okay, I don't, I I get it, but like, I don't. I, I I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't set anything up where I go. There was no like oh. It was just like okay yeah that that makes sense. But like it's not it's not defying anything. It's not crazy. It's relatively bland. Um, I think it would have been a lot better potentially to you just be an assassin, watching Bassem to go through all this. Yeah. And and being a um, almost constant two person game, yeah, where he is always over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So like, the idea is Bassett, uh You have this woman in the beginning, uh, Nihal, who is always talking to you and communicating. You you have dreams. You wake up. You're talking to her. You know she's around town. Whatever. Uh well, spoiler alert, she's a fucking real. She's your other con- she's your other half that's like severed that you're essentially manifesting in your eyes. But nobody else knows who you're talking to when you're just talking. You mm-hmm. you know, you look like a crazy person. Yeah. Um But if that is flipped and you were actually Nihal and there actually was a Basim, and like when you went to do missions, if you did that f- that dead eye thing, it would almost be like I don't know how much you remember about Brotherhood. Where you show, you target them and hit go, and it's just assassins like jumping in, mm. taking it. So it's like you guys are doing essentially combo kills, like synced up executions. Yeah. And then it shows you him trying to find his fate that you don't know you've been leading him to and have to confront him on that type of thing. That And then he kills you and then goes that way. That would be a much more interesting way to i think tell that story mm-hmm. than just yeah run around and do things we you're yeah. you're haunted by some random demon who cares I, it just doesn't do it for me the same way that i think a different way to tell that story would do um but either way it's done i'm on to like a dragon i'm now at the animal crossing part <laughs> i guess the fucking tahiti phase of, of yeah. like a dragon it's 
the game's insane. I love it. It's so much fun. And I, I can't begin to describe you what's even going on. So I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you to play it. Like a dragon. Um, what else? Played some Helldivers with Dewey. Fun time. Chaos. Mm-hmm. Killing people. Getting killed. It's a great time. Bringing democracy to places. Always. Democracy. Um, yeah, just a lot of that. Yeah. Nice. If you haven't seen any of the Helldivers clips, just all floating around, they're great watch, I think. They're entertaining to me, and I love the people putting like Vietnam song tracks over them, like Fortunate Son and everything. Because yeah. there, there have been missions that we went to, like uh, the Creek is the famous one, um, but any of the robot ones, it was raining, and it was dark, and it, like it's windy, and it's just palm trees, and you're just like, yeah, this is Vietnam. And then I call in a napalm strike and huck it. And you're just like, yeah, no, I understand. I hear Fortune Sun like playing <laughs> in my head. Um, but so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously still playing WoW and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Got a lot of, a lot of like dragon to go, though. I don't yeah. think, I mean, what was the time to be like 110 hours? Like, I got yeah, a ways like, to go. It's super long. Yeah. I'm only level like 18, 17 in my party. Okay. I don't know what the level finish is, but I don't even feel like I've scratched the surface. I think I'm in chapter five or six. Probably haven't. Um, but like, there's still so much going on in the story. It's insane. So yeah. Anyway, anything else? I got nothing. Perfect. We'll see you guys in seven days. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.